Welcome to Time to Write. I'm Emily Robertson. And I'm Amy Kelly. We are professional writers and critique partners. We've worked in traditional and independent publishing, podcasting, and social media marketing. Including my novel, Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters, published by Big Five Publisher. My long-running podcast, In the Middle of It. And Accomplished Authors, my business helping authors create an inspiring online presence. We are here to share our creative journeys and encourage you on yours. From the writing process to promoting your work and all of the messy in between, we're here to remind you that your story matters and it's worth sharing with the world. Okay, it's It's time time to to write. write. Hey, Amy, so happy to be back. I was going to talk about our week and our highs and lows, and my high was such a high. I spent the whole week hanging out with an angel baby. She is 10 weeks old. My cousin has a new baby. She was a huge help to me when my kids were small, so I went, and I just hung out with the baby all week, held her, like, kept the dogs from licking her, mostly kept the dogs from licking her. That was kind of my main (laughs) goal. These dogs have been only dogs, only children dogs for for a long time. Their lives. And so they're getting adjusted to a first baby. So it was so cute and sweet and fun. And the low was, yeah, the same. Like no work at all. Seriously. I did one social media post, which got like five views because I wasn't on it at all. No writing. I didn't read anything. She's still at that phase of a tiny baby where we were like, we went to the bank <laughs> or we brushed our teeth. <laughs> brushed our teeth. I had one day where I went to bed and I realized I was still wearing the same clothes I had worn to bed the night, the night before. before. I love like, it. And I just went to sleep in them. I was like, what am I going to do? Take a shower now? Right. I'm sure I smell like spit up. Like who cares? It was amazing. The baby's a <laughs> darling. But I was reminded that there are some times in our lives where we just, we're just not available for anything, but, and, and I'm not even her primary caretaker. I was there to help and still nothing, like nothing. Yeah. They're just seasons like that. And yeah, for sure. And it's not just newborns because I think it's not even the physicality of like, you're sitting and holding a newborn. I think it's, it's She's an easy baby. She was in the swing a lot. It's the brain power that you're using. It's the part of your brain where it's completely focused on whatever's in front of you. Right. At the moment. Well, and you're like, you're keeping her alive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone one time and they said one of the flaws they think about our culture is that we treat motherhood like it's supposed to be the intensity of the first 12 weeks forever. Mm -hmm. And I totally get that. But also like it just acknowledges the first 12 weeks are like, Intense. Intense. So anyway, that was... Well, and and I do think having two kids who are in college, and I know you have one in college and then two still at home, there are just seasons where as a parent, your kids need you to be available. And I find for me, it's hard for me to hold that space of being available and do really intense writing or, you know, there are things that I can maintain and kind of, you know, routines and habits and things, but the deep thinking that I need to write, well, I don't know. When my kids were really small, were this age, I had a lot of really big feelings about whether I would be able to write again. Like I, Mm -hmm. I found when they were very, I loved when they were very small, but I found specifically my writing really stressful because I was really worried it wouldn't come back. And I feel like the thing about this was, first of all, I've had three kids, so I 
at this point kind of confirmed, yep, it comes back. And second of <laughs> all, um, she's not mine. So I didn't have the... Oh, the stress I'm of not that. Yeah. For the hormone. Well, I'm not dosed with hormones. I didn't just have a baby. <sighs> right. Like, I'm right. just like showing. I mean, I'm sure I got a dose of oxytocin or whatever just for right. being around her. But so, anyway, that's mine. Okay. What about you, Amy? How was your week? Good. I am really excited because I was able to meet up with a lady here locally who works with an organization called Art House Dallas. And they have several different arms where they support different artistic endeavors. And this particular woman is the director of the writing part of Art House Dallas. So it was really great to just meet with her and connect and talk. So there are kind of things in the works there where I'll be hosting a monthly meeting for writers in Dallas. So yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. Will you keep us posted about that on your Instagram? I absolutely will. And if someone wanted to see that on your Instagram, where would they look? They would look at Ad Accomplished Authors. So yeah, so very excited. And you can check out Art House Dallas there as well. They're doing some really great work. Okay, and then my low, and I think... Challenge is maybe a better word than low with my writing is I'm really trying to unravel and work out some of the world building stuff to do with magic systems. Last week, I kind of talked about reading Lee Bardugo's Ninth House. So that was kind of just to get an idea of how she did her magical world building. Mm-hmm. So so that's been really fun. Like I, I love this part of things. Sometimes it's the challenging part is knowing that every decision you make around things is cutting off something else. So I kind of like this. I get stuck sometimes in the, all oh, the possibility stage. Right. So. The ripples. Of <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's fun. I think we can safely say that Amy and I both have a tendency to complicate. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I know I do. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, free. without but, a doubt. Yeah. But yeah. this new project I'm working on also has a magic system. And as I was saying last week about reading the book about magic, to not just be like, oh, that's cool. Like <laughs> <laughs> My work in progress right now, I actually have a rough draft that I did several years ago and I'm kind of pulling it out and reworking it and I'm changing the magical system because in very much first draft fashion, there's like probably two whole information dumping chapters that I had where I'm like, okay, like it was just two characters explaining the world, which is right. not definitely you know, like Jill, that. We can move things with our brains. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. For sure. So okay. let's jump into our topic because I yes. want to know what Amy has to say about yes, my so. stupid Instagram. I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say my stupid Instagram. <laughs> my Instagram that I do not understand. Your Instagram opportunities. My Instagram growth opportunities. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So which I actually really enjoy Instagram a lot. And so not just looking at other people's, but also doing mine because I, I think it really feeds the artistic part of me where I like doing graphic design things and it's just a really great, a fun medium for me. But I would say kind of keeping in line with what we talked about in our last episode when we talked about TikTok, we want to keep things really simple for starting your Instagram. So what I would say is you do need to just get on and look. And so you do need to create your accounts and then you really want to go through and explore. And so to be able to do that, you're also going to use hashtags, right? Or pound signs, (laughs) if you're of a certain generation like we are. 
you definitely want to do hashtag authors of Instagram or hashtag books. Just play around with it a little bit. But what I really wanted to hone in on is there are actually three different ways to do things on Instagram. And each one of them is kind of has a specific purpose. So when you look at someone's Instagram profile, you're going to see their grid on their profile page. And those are posts that stay there. So you, you make a post, it stays there. You can do whatever you want with those. You can make graphics, you can use images, you can use images with graphics. You could do a reel and post it to that grid, which is a complicated thing, but just know that, and we'll talk about that more later. So those are posts. And for those, those are oftentimes informational, educational. It might be a quote. It might be a photo of you. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can be very casual. I think in the past, it's been very curated, but things have kind of relaxed relaxed a little bit and people really want authenticity. So you can do the post. Then there are also reels. And these are videos that can be up to 90 seconds long. And it's very similar to TikTok. And Actually, Instagram is pushing reels a lot right now because they're kind of competing with TikTok. So it's the same kind of thing where you can get on and look and you can save sounds that you like, or you can actually save the whole thing if there's an idea within it that you would maybe like to try. And again, these are like getting to know you, maybe seeing behind the scenes, maybe it's a lesson, maybe it's just something funny where you're talking about maybe a theme from your book or, or something like that. The third modality is the story. And stories are 10 seconds long. They're videos usually. They can also be you you can share someone else's post to your story. You can share someone else's reel to your story, but they only last for 24 hours for other people to see. You can save them into a spot called highlights that's in your profile. That's kind of next level, I think. We'll talk about how to do that later on. But they're just really fast. It's less formal. It's more kind of behind the scenes, casual, spur of the moment kind of things. So questions on that? So I do have a question. So when you're looking at your grid, how much like it used to be that you really wanted the grid even to be like color consistent or to kind of like look nice as a whole? Is that still true? So here's what I would say on that. It's not a requirement. I would say if you're building a brand, you do want some consistency eventually. Right. But as you're getting started and as you're getting comfortable, it's okay for it to just be what it is at this point. With the clients that I work with, I do encourage them to maybe pick, you know, two, three, four colors that are going to be consistent throughout, but it doesn't have to be perfect. And it depends on what your goal is. And I guess that's the second thing I was going to talk about. And we talked about this with TikTok as well. This is a community building tool that's part of your, what I like to call your reader's journey. You're trying to walk them through a process where they go from just knowing who you are. Like, so they see you come across their feed. So they're, they recognize you. And then they start thinking about your work and maybe checking out your website or scrolling through your profile or your reels to get know more about you. And then they buy your book right? and then they love it and will buy anything that you write. And then the last 
your customer's journey would be just to be a raving fan. So they're not just buying all your stuff. They're telling everyone they know about your books, right? right. And so Instagram is there and TikTok, I would say social media in general is there to support that customer journey. It's where people could go to discover who you are, to learn more about you, to see what you've written, to find out how you've how to buy your books. And then also a place where they can send their friends, right? So right. It, I think it's just a support for your your reader's journey. So I would say if you can walk into it with that mindset of I'm supporting my reader's journey, then you can start thinking about what you want that experience to be, if that makes right. sense. So I think it's a, maybe a little bit more specific than what we've talked about with TikTok. I think TikTok is much more just entertainment and quick and down and dirty, I guess I right. would say. Yeah, no. Whereas Instagram is a little bit more structured and more specific, I would say. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which yeah. explains why I'm having an easier time on TikTok because <laughs> not that structured. Right. Um, well, but, and I say that, I think for our purposes as authors. Right. right. No, no, no. I know. Right. I, I think you can be the, you can be loosey-goosey on, you know, it right. just depends on what you are, how you want to present yourself. So I think it's sort of an interesting question that I also had for you of, as you're sort of building posts, are you trying to make sure to sort of hit, you know, what your themes are? Like, there's this idea that and we will, I know, talk about it a bunch on the podcast, but like, what are the promises that you make to readers? Like, each individual book is going to have promises, which hopefully you keep, but then you kind of have promises as an author. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about this last year and came up with the promise I can give my readers is I'm going to write characters who won't give up on themselves. Like I could think about like any book you read for me, the characters that we love are not going to give up on themselves. Would that be something to sort of put in my, some of my posts? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're speaking to really is what I would call a framework for your content. Again, we're going to go back to the idea that these accounts that you're doing on social media that are for your books, for your business as an author, you have to make that shift. This is not personal information necessarily. This is about your readers, your customers journey. You really want to pull probably five or six topics like subjects that you want to continually talk about within your social media. So that would be one, like the themes from your book. It might be kind of what your favorites are. So you might share like your resources, like here's my favorite, you know, and you can, I'm holding it up. If you're watching on YouTube, like here's my favorite notebook that I use to take notes with or whatever. So and if there's something that you're passionate about that comes out in your books, that's maybe not necessarily theme related, but that's kind of running through, you might want to talk about that. Our critique group partner, the third in our group, she's really passionate about the ocean and ocean life. And so a lot of her posts are about, you know, unique ocean creatures or conservation or, you know, those kinds of things. For me, it would be stories save lives. And so that's something that I'm going to talk about a lot within my posts, but you want to have several. So you're kind of rotating it out and really looking for ways to engage people. 
right with those topics because i think and and we talked about this a little bit again in the last episode with tiktok i think our goal as authorpreneurs isn't so much the number of views that we have or even the number of followers i'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's not the number of followers i think it's the level of engagement so if you right. have 200 followers and every single one of them is like commenting on your post or liking it or you know interacting with it in some way that is much more valuable than having 10,000 followers who aren't interacting with you at all like right. you want the interaction so yeah. that's the goal so can you talk through cuz this is something that has been just a huge struggle for me like Amy's going to use the call to action which people will call a CTA like what is it like okay I- <laughs> okay sure so I think for me I try to use a little formula with each post in the caption and I think recently I'm I'm making it shorter and shorter I think before I would kind of use the caption area of my posts for like an essay <laughs> that kind of thing, which can work in some situations. It just depends on what you want. But the formula that I use is you need a hook, something that's going to get people to stop and read the caption or look at your post or look at your video. So it might be something like to all the authors out there, or this is something you need to hear today if you're a young adult author, or it's something to stop the scroll. And then it's kind of a sandwich. So you've got the hook, the middle part of the sandwich, the meat of it would be whatever you're offering of value. Maybe it's a how-to or maybe it's just an inspirational statement or whatever it is, however you're going to offer value to your people. And then the CTA, the call to action, is a question or statement that is encouraging them, asking them, telling them how to interact with your post. You have to ask. Right. And so I would say one that I did recently, it was kind of like, do you want to change the world? Then connect with your readers. And then my call to action was something along the lines of, you know, how do you want to change the world? Or how do you connect with readers? Or, you know, so you're asking a question. Sometimes it might be as simple as only you can decide if you're an author or not. You don't need anybody's permission. And at the end, I'm like, are you with me? Like, put a thumbs up emoji in the comments or whatever. So you're asking them to engage with you. That's what a CTA is. So you've got hook value CTA. So let's say I'm thinking what people who are not posting a lot of Instagram may be thinking, which I'm definitely hundred percent thinking of like, Oh, I've got so much going on this week. I don't have time to figure out. We're going to revisit later on the TikTok episode, but let's say we revisit later for me. What task would you give me in the 15 minutes a day this week that I know for sure I can guarantee you I can commit 15 minutes a day this week to Instagram? I would say get on and look at other authors' feeds, their profiles, sorry, look at their profiles and and like those. So, and very similar to TikTok, what you look at is what you're going to get. Instagram is curating what they put in front of you. So you want to make sure that you kind of stay in your lane and look at things related to books, look at things related to authors. So I would say looking at hashtags, like searching them and looking at things like authors of Instagram, writers of Instagram, books of Instagram, like in any of those hashtags. 
and look at that. Right. And I would pay careful attention to look and see who's getting the most engagement. Like look at the ones who have several hundred likes and a few dozen comments and what are people saying and and those kinds of things. And if you're feeling really motivated, I would interact with them. Go ahead and like make a comment. So if an author puts out a quote that you like, you know, you might like the quote, but then comment and say something along the lines of loved this, so helpful or whatever, because this is the other thing. You want to make sure that any engagement that you have that you create that you're doing is at least four words long. You don't want it to just be an emoji or make it four words long because that, for whatever reason, I think the algorithm gives more value to that. So four words or, you know, like three words and an emoji or whatever. But you want to make it more than just like cool or, you know. Right. So someone like me who has, my kids don't want me to post them, so I don't. But I kind of have a mixed Instagram, even though it is, I think it's officially like an author Instagram. But I also have like, unlike TikTok, I have a lot of people that I know in real life on Instagram, which I would like to keep them there just to tell them if I'm doing anything author-wise. Sure, sure. But what do you suggest as far as like, I suspect a lot of people have this where their personal Instagram is like kind of jumbled in with their author Instagram. Would you suggest people start a new one or just kind of like... So here are two things to think about. One, if it's stuff like your kids and anything that's like super personal that you don't want everybody in the whole world to look at, you can either go back and delete those or you can just start a a brand new account. Either one of those would work. Or third option, you can just start to do the things that you want to do for, you know, author. Authorpreneur. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And what what you want your Instagram, you're slowly like moving towards what you want it to be because those are going to end up down at the very, very bottom of your your profile page anyway. So whatever feels most comfortable to you. Like I said, I I love Instagram. I actually have several different (laughs) accounts that I post to fairly regularly. So the one that I'm sharing for this podcast that um, will have like tutorial videos or and things like that, where it's very writing oriented and author oriented is at accomplished authors. I also have one called at the ish girl reads. I may tweak that to say the ish girl reads and writes, but it has a very specific aesthetic. If you want to take Mm -hmm. a look at it, like I use that mainly for author quotes that I I use my artistic side and I've created like I'll take a nine nine posts and have it make a larger picture with a quote on each one. And then I have one that's just personal called at penciled passion. And that's just for me, for my myself, my family and, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's public, but but yeah, I just share some pencil drawings that I do and lettering and stuff like that. So. All that to say, whatever you're most comfortable with, if it feels overwhelming to have like a completely other Instagram account, don't do it. Just start with your next posts if you're familiar with it. If you're brand new, then you can just start from where you are. In a future episode, we're really going to talk about a content framework that I have. It'll be like your litmus test for what you want to share on this particular profile page that you have for your authorpreneurship. So, right. Yeah. So next week we'll catch back up. 
on. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me like, cause, cause I see, I'm hoping I haven't overwhelmed you with anything. No, like, I just, I feel like I have always struggled with Instagram just to figure out like really what I'm doing on there. Like, I think I sort of mentioned last week for me, for some reason, the TikToks are sort of easy. I think part of why that is, is I use a lot of trending audio on TikTok, which means I already know what I want to post about, but the trending audio is there. So I don't really have to figure out like what I'm going to do a picture of. Right. Also, I do have the thing where I still, even after all these years of being an author, still photos of my face, I find sort of like triggering. So I have to like take a picture and then let it sit for a couple of days. Like if I can okay. if I come back a couple of days later, for some reason it doesn't. Okay. I'm glad you're sharing this. Yeah. I totally get that. I would say given that, and given that your strength is TikTok, then what you would really focus on is the same thing on Instagram, which would be reels. Right. And the great thing about reels is there's a little toggle switch as you create it before you post it that says post to your profile grid. So you could just do your whole profile grid could be reels if you wanted. It doesn't have right. to be post. I, I mean, they are posts, right. right? Because it's just a video post. So you could do that. I, I think that is sort of already what I have been doing because I repost about, I would say repost. And, and sometimes I generate new ones I've been sort of checking to see if it makes it. Everybody said for a long time that having the TikTok watermark on your reels hurt engagement. And in theory, that's true, but that is not what I have found. I found oh, interesting. there are ones that do great that have that. But I feel like there's a lot of, there's stuff I'm leaving on the table that I'm like, I could totally do this. I just have to figure it I out. I think it's more exactly like you're saying, like figuring out what I'm posting. And I think like you're saying, following the authors that I admire and seeing what they're posting feels like a huge help on that. So right. I definitely right. will be doing that. Awesome. Awesome. So. <laughs> okay, good. So yeah. And I would just say like, you're starting in a great spot. You have content. Yes. Right. And so there's some strategies there that we can talk about on a future episode. Because I think the other thing that I'm just going to slip in here that put a pin in it for later is repetition is your best friend when it comes to content. And for any of our listeners who are on here, if you go look at my Instagram at Robertson Emily M, I have a lot of followers. I have like 990 followers, but almost all those followers were built back in 2019 when Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters was coming out. And so that was all content about like the book is coming out and it really hasn't grown since then. So hopefully nobody goes and feels like, oh, Emily's complaining about I it is that I don't really know. It feels really kind of stagnant. Also, Instagram has changed since 2019. It does like different stuff works and things. So just for people, if you go there and you're like, she's a total, <laughs> what is she complaining about? It's that I, it's also that like, I get very little engagement and very little growth. Well, and I think this goes back to what we talked about at the beginning with making your goal and your focus rather than it being like getting as many followers as you can, you know, engagement is your overarching goal. But I think when you really focus on the things that you can control, which right. is what kind of experience are you creating for your reader in order to create a community of fans, really? Right. 
So you can't control if people are engaging. Right. You can try and experiment and do a lot of different things. And so again, what is the experience that you're creating? And you're wanting to create an enticing, engaging right. experience, right? That's yeah. what we have control over. Right. So we'll check back in in a few weeks. You guys can hear what, how it went. <laughs> okay. In the meantime, let's talk about books. Which yeah. ones are really impacting you now or have in the past? What stories okay. have saved your life? I have just started reading The 10,000 Doors of January by Ooh. Alex E. Harrow. Okay. And I am listening to it and I'm really enjoying it. I think you will love it. It's uh, got magic doors. Ooh. So far, I'm only about maybe a chapter or two chapters in, so I can't I can't make any promises except that like I'm enjoying it. It's one of those books where you feel like, oh, I've just been lowered down into an <laughs> interesting world. So really liking that. What about you, Amy Kelly? Awesome. Okay, another recommendation from you that I've really been enjoying is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Love that book. I love it's that book. I love that book. So good. So good. Again, on my you know, research and looking at world building and all that kind of stuff, it was so unusual. It was just so fun. I and love that great. I would say that that book is one, you know, sometimes you read a book and you're like, this just moved into my pantheon of books. That book is yeah. 100% in my pantheon of yeah. books. Yeah. Well, and any book where days, weeks, months after I've read it, like I'm going back and pondering and thinking about like the whole premise of it, like what yeah. would it be like if, yeah. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but what would it be like if you were in this particular circumstance or yeah. this happened or if the world was like this or whatever? And that is definitely one of the books that I've been books. doing that with yes. right now. A hundred percent. Well, I can't wait yep. to see you next week, Amy. Yeah, so thanks same. for joining us. Just so much fun talking to you. So yes, likewise. Likewise. All right, everyone. We will see you guys next time. Make sure Bye. you make time to write. Bye. Thanks so much for being with us today. We love our people and we want to get to know you better. So email us at questions at timetowritepodcast.com to have your questions considered for the show. You can also suggest topics by emailing us there. Also drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it thrill us. Seriously, we read everyone. It also helps others find the show. We're driven by sharing stories and your review helps us do that. Just remember your stories matter and we're rooting for you to find time to write. Even if it's only five minutes, five minutes, you can do it. You can do it.